Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a As a fan of music, one of my favorite things to witness is an artist that I love have their breakthrough moment where their peers or listeners truly give them the respect that they deserve. For Blood Blixing and his latest album, NBA Street's Gangsta Edition, it was a little bit of both, with a feature list running the gamut from the likes of Raheem Supreme, Def C, Vic Spencer, AJ Swade, and motherfucking Billy Woods. It is clear that other fellow great artists in the game are beginning to recognize Blood Blixing's talent. Couple that with a fan response that has never felt this positive as it has with this latest record, NBA Streets is surely a milestone achievement in Blood Blixing's career. And in my opinion, this album is the definitive Blood Blixing experience, which is why I am so pleased to have him rejoin the show as the first repeat guest we've ever had, deep diving into this record in the second installment of the album Alchemy series. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Blood Blixen? How you doing today? Doing good. What's up, man? I'm fucking so pumped to talk about this record. I have I have told everybody about this. Uh, all the patrons, I've like I've pushed this record so much, you you don't even know. And I want to get into it starting with the NBA, the basketball aspect of it, because I found you dropped this. What was the exact day you dropped this? It was like the a couple days or the day of the finals, right before the finals. I think it was um June third. Yeah, yeah. So it was super close to the beginning of the finals, and uh, I'm curious. Like, well, first I'll just say I legit have to credit you, like literally you and this album for fully getting me into the NBA because I always like liked the NBA. <laughs> I've been following the sports shows for years, but I like I rarely watched much until the like the playoffs. But it was like a perfect storm of like I I fuck with the Warriors. I like Curry. He was gonna get in the finals. It was like a great matchup. And then this album dropped, and it's like like I and I put money too on the Warriors. I put Warriors in six, and I won it. So I'm fucking hyped. And like Curry was giving us thirty, as you said in the lyrics. Like it was a perfect storm. So I'm wondering, like, did the timing? of the NBA Finals play a role in you releasing it at that time? I'm going to be real. It's a, it's a no. <laughs> really? Nah, I was trying to drop it in um, at the beginning of the playoffs. Mm. But um, Mr. Woods was, you know, on tour, and I was waiting on him. Mm -hmm. So And it just so happened when he sent it, it was around the time of the finals, and I was like, fuck it, let's, let's release it now. And I released it, and then it just so happened to be around the finals and shit. I didn't even know the finals was going on. 
I did a little bit, but like I knew the playoffs. I knew I wanted during the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's the timing worked out. Yeah, if it were in the playoffs, I think it would have had a similar effect for sure. But especially like you're in a you're in a Celtics uniform, perfect uh, perfect timing for the Warriors. Yeah, I even peaked that. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, it would have been amazing if it was that. the Warriors. Like oh, that would have been like yes. fucking fucked up. But yeah. Yo, if we won, that would have been crazy, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like. One thing I found really remarkable on the topic of the basketball aspect is that this was a theme that like really was carried out in every verse. And since there's a bunch of features on it, that was the thing that really was like impressive to me. I was like, damn, all the features are repping this theme too, which is pretty fucking hard to do. So like, why, why first, like, why did you want to make this album built around the theme of basketball? And like, why do you love ball so much? generally pause but uh <laughs> <laughs> but um at the time i just bought an xbox like a regular xbox and i just remember like loving nba street 2 like that's the greatest like sports game of like all time bro i don't care what anybody says so i just remember like the nostalgia of that game and how that game made me feel how the game had like nothing but hip hop tracks and all that shit. So I was like, yo, I gotta dedicate, I gotta dedicate something to this game that had a lot to do with my um, childhood and shit. Cause I used to play that game to like the disc for scratch, like, like no lie. And like, so I just wanted to make an album with a theme and I wanted the theme to be basketball. And I also, the cover, I was listening to a lot of Waka Flocka at the time. And he had Do Flocka Rant, LeBron Flocka James. And I remember all them old mixtape covers from like the early 2010s. And I was like, I wanna, I wanna do something like that. And so I hit up Danny and um, I think the Photoshopping was done by Link Lone and the cover was done mm. by Danny. So, and that's just came together with classic cover i love that shit and i was like yo this is a great cover right here and i was like fuck it this is like the perfect combination of my love for waka flocka <laughs> and my love for for basketball and nba street too and i'm a big celtics fan and i love paul pierce mm. so i had you know i had, everything just came together you know what i mean so that's why I, the basketball theme and the people as i listen to it most of the people ain't really talking about basketball really. they're but they're putting it they're at least dropping some lines like even like suede's like telling us about he doesn't really watch basketball anymore but he's still like dropping some like sun's references and all shit like that yeah yeah i asked suede to do it and um i think i i think i told raheem um i told woods but it was like months and he's been on tour so i'm, I'm pretty mm. sure he wasn't like you know what i'm saying but his verse is still fine like yeah yeah day, you know so what yeah that's what i want to get into like how did you work with the guests to maintain that thing you're saying you won't you didn't even really you didn't even really talk about that to uh to more than just a few of the artists um as i'm looking at it i pretty much just told raheem um i know me and Plex was building a lot at the time. So I told him what I was dropping. Mm -hmm. And 
he was like, all right, I got you. And he just did that. Um, I think Teller was the same way. I don't know if Teller said anything about ball, but he did do some did. little, I, did, I know he did some little rain references from like dedication three, because I told him I was, I was bumping out a lot at the time. So other than that, I know AJ. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I really told anybody. It's crazy because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's even in like the titles or ch- like fooling me, but it felt like most of them did. I know Woods didn't and, and Ice didn't, but but that even then, like it kind of made sense because that one felt like a, it was like kind of in the middle of the record. It felt like a detour into some like weird, scary shit. And then it went like kind of back. But um, no, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, because even like the 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 LeBron flock of James sample, like even that, like kind of just kept no. it going, even though it's really not about that. Yeah, a- I, I, I asked um, Woods to use that. Yeah. And that made him laugh. That shit is so fire. I hadn't, I never even noticed like that he says that in reality until you sampled it. I was like, oh shit, that's that old track, that Arm and Hammer track, I think. Yeah, I love that song. And you know what's funny? That song's called Sham Dog, which is also another basketball reference to mm. And One, which is a name of one of my songs. Yeah. But like, so yeah, I, I had to do it because the LeBron Falker James line, it always. When he said it, it always stuck with me. I, I I don't know. So I was like, yo, I got to use this. And I asked him, and he was just like, <laughs> he's like, of course, you can do it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, exactly. Try to make more cream to make my dreams bigger. My feelings come out after a fifth of liquor. You a buck like Kara Cross, I'm more of a pincer. Your face look crazy like that cover with Vic Mensa. You ballin' boy. Man, I'm about to start switching. I'm Ariana Grande, the way I switch positions. Cause I can play the four and I can play the five and I might start at six and then spray the nine. I'm like Armani Granger, the way I play with time. And you claim you a gangster, but ain't committing crime. So like, when it comes to the rapping here, like I feel this is the best rapping of your career. Like Forever Blicks and one, that one especially like, some of the Ooh. best performances. Like, do you feel the same? Do you feel like this is your best rapping ever? Hell, fuck me. I was, because I don't know what happened, but lately I've just been writing my best shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's possessing me or whatever. But I just, for some reason, I'm just writing my best lyrics that I ever wrote in my life. And at that time, I was going through a little bit, but I'm not sure what was going on but all i know is i was just i was just rapping and everything i was writing and i got to like sit with the album a little bit so it was easy for me to write the lyrics and most of the people were like they rap first so i got to feed off their energy you know what i'm saying so that also made me want to push my pen more i'm like i ain't gonna have these have these niggas like wash me on my song you know what i'm saying so but forever blicks that's like one of my that's probably my best written track and it's very personal too like yeah, it's like yeah. my best that's probably my best written song that i ever wrote i listen to it today and like i get goosebumps every time i, I hear myself say i grew up in a single parent household yeah, household, household. yeah. that shit just gives me like right now it just gives me hype because like that shit's all true and it's all real you know what i'm saying and at the time I rapped, I was going through a rough time. So it was all like raw emotion like, when I rapped that shit. 
So I think that's pretty much it on the rapping. I just know I was just spitting like the best raps I can. I didn't want to whack on anything. And I'm going to be real. I was kind of scared to rap after Billy, man. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? I was like, should I do it? I was like, I don't know. I was asking people like, yo, should I rap? Like, like me just coming on the track screaming at the heat. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm like, yo, should like I was asking Link, I'm like, yo, should I do it? He's like, I don't know, dog. That's that's woods, man. Like, what if he calls on there speaking some real like crazy shit and you just on there talking about something stupid. I mean, like, the, I, I really like what the kind of tone he struck. It was like that classic Woods where it's like just a bit of like some serious, it's definitely serious in content, but there's so much humor in it too. Like the Respect the Legends part, that shit is like, I don't know, just the classic uh, dry humor that he's so good at. And that's actually something I want to get into because with all this good talk, like you're rapping in mind, you decided to bench yourself on LeBron Flocka James and instead let Woods and Iceberg Theory rhyme on that. So like, why, why did you actually eventually agree to like, you know, I'll stay off for this track and also just describe how it felt to put those two together. Cause I know that's like, I'm, that's a big moment. Yeah. Um, ultimately I was going to have it just be a Woods track by itself. Cause I, like, like I said, I didn't want to rap after the, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have, but I kind of did. I kind of wanted to give people like, like that one-off Blicks and Woods track so they can go back and be like, yo, there's a Blicks and Woods track. And I know some people might not like my rapping, but they love Woods and they love my beats. So mm-hmm. like, they could be like, I can go to this track, just get the best of both worlds. But um, I hit ice like all the way when I first got it. And um, ice was like, he wanted to, but he was like busy at the moment. And he's like, this will be big, a big moment. And I want to do it, but if he kills it, I don't know if I'm gonna hop on it. You know what I'm saying? And he he wrote a verse, like you know, his first verse that he he sent me was really fire. But Woods just killed it and it made Ice go back to the drawing board. Cause usually Ice sends me the verse back within like 10, 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he, he sent this one back in like an hour or two. And I was just like, all right. He, he really sat there and was like, nah, I'm not getting washed by Mr. Woods. You know what I'm saying? So I was like really pleased at what came, came out of the track. And I just wanted um, to get Ice on it. I knew Ice loved Woods and, and I fought for Ice Heavy. And I was like, yo, I should definitely get ice on this track. I was going to get blood money, mm. but I was like, nah, let me give let me give ice the nod. And if he does it, cool. If he doesn't, cool. And like, how does it feel like there's Woods on this album? There's other big names like Big Spencer, uh, Plex Diamonds, man. So Oof. many. There's like too many to rhyme supreme, like. And then obviously guys that you've been collabing with that are amazing, uh, like Sway, Man's Dem, uh, et cetera. Like, does it, does it do anything to you? Like your, your kind of like confidence or stuff to like know that you've made songs with these kinds of people, especially cause like you say, like some people throw some shade at your raps and things like that. Like, 
does it feel good to be like, no, nah, I have tracks with these people. Like these people clearly respect me. They're my peers. You know, how does that feel to get guests like this on your albums? Feels amazing. It feels like a a sense of like finality. Like yo, I finally got these type of people on like my record. Like I can go back to my song and be like, yo, I got Big Spencer. Yo, I got I got Woods. I got Ice. I got Raheem Supreme. I got Big Flowers. I got Def C. I got Plex. I got all these people on one tape on on nothing but my beats. So. And I'm rapping with them, except Woods, but I'm rapping with them. So they're probably, they, they respect my rapping to some degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, people love my beats, but like, it, it just felt amazing. Like when I first heard Woods rap, I was like, I could have shed a tear at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I remember that moment vividly. Like I was on the phone with a shorty. The verse came through. I'm like, hey, yo, his verse came. I got it hanged up. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to go. She's like, yeah, I understand. Like, and I, I went straight to work. You know what I'm saying? So it was just really big. Same with Vic. I was trying to work with Vic in 21, but that didn't work out. And he told me he got me whenever I get like a good track. And I sent him that beat. And he was like, hell yeah, I'm on that shit heavily. And it, it, everything, all the features on here all came together like organically. You know what I'm saying? None of it was forced, none of it was pushed. Everything happened when it's supposed to happen, when it happened. And that's what I love about this tape. None of this shit was like, everything was effortless. Mm-hmm. Nothing was coachy. Nothing was like, yo, I like, come on, it's a deadline. I didn't really have a deadline for this track, for this song, for this tape. Yeah, did you find like the extra time you gave this one? Because I mean, you've been pretty prolific over the last couple of years, but this one you had a bit of a gap between your last kind of full length. Did you feel like that was something you're going to continue doing to try to give yourself more time? Yeah, for the most part, it was it was because of um, Mr. Woods, but because mm-hmm. um, I was waiting on him, the album was done for like months. But what that gave me, it gave me time to sit on it to add extra shit, like to end of um, New York shit. Like well, that was a great that. touch. Great yeah, touch. I, I, that was just going to end on me rapping or like the, the beat was just going to fade out or something. But I was like, you know what? Let me add a new touch to this so it could be like crazy. Some left field that people won't even see coming. Like who the fuck was going to hear like Swiss beats? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is gonna hear Swiss beats just come out of nowhere rapping? And that's another thing. So like everything I do for the most part is like straight nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything I'm like, I'm like a nostalgic goon. Like anything that's nostalgic, I'm, I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? And I love that song, New York shit. Man, that's funny. You actually probably got that's probably like the best uh swiss beats contribution to a song i can remember <laughs> a lot of times people aren't the biggest fans of his fucking shit but that was like that actually got me hype like that was a that was a great a great little addition and on that topic of nostalgia like this album i feel like it has like the trademarks you know got those like big blown out drums like the loudness the things that you've like been a king of but this one really jumps around like a ton of different styles like you got the like bang feels like golden age, like golden age feel like LeBron Flocka James is just like futuristic spacey shit, psychedelic soul on turn you on. 
like I could go on and on, but the main thing I'm wondering is like, did you make this album with that in mind? Like, I want to showcase everything I can do as a producer, like not just one thing, like all of it. Yeah, this is pretty much like my um my come out party. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if I'm gonna have all these big names, why I'm gonna do what I've been doing? I'm gonna do like what's it called? What's that album? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like he had every sound from his first. Yes, that's I. That's exactly what I think about with this record. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna incorporate everything on this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna be real. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let off a missile here. The first four tracks, I styled it. The first I styled the first four tracks off of um, "Call Me Call Me If You Get Lost." If you think about it, what's the first track? It's like "Soul Brother Lair," then it's "Corso," then it's yeah. "Lemonhead," then it's "What's Your Name." And if you look at mine, it oh shit, back, yeah, "What's My Name" is like the turn you on, yeah. Then yeah, so like I, but I wanted to showcase as many different sounds at once. Like if you listen to "Bang," like you said, it's like golden era. It's like um, African bebada. Then like the second track is like. Like the samples is going all crazy. Then the third track is like some trap drums with some congos and like strings and horns with Jackie Scan going crazy. <laughs> and then like the next track is like an RB ballad. And it's just like doom, 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 doom. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then like it just it just keeps going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every track is just different. Like for me, for sale is my favorite track, my man. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you what your favorite track is. That one's definitely could be mine. I don't know if I have a perfect because yeah, that's what I say, man. It's hard to pick a perfect track. Uh, sorry, perfect favorite track on this album because there, it's just yeah. Like there's, if I'm in the mood for like an R and B shit that turn you on, that's a that's shit. Like because you did the project with the Hooby Jazz, which was great. This though is like because she's on that song again, turn you on. Like this is the best thing you guys have made, and like Link Lone is like was a great addition. Like he's the one of the smoothest rappers out. So like, fuck, yeah, that Link song is really happy amazing. To hop on it. Yeah, Link was really happy to hop on it. He was, I showed him the track. He was like, bro, get Hoobie Jazz. I'm like, I'm already on it, bro. And then yeah. he was like, he was like, he was so hyped. Like, he, like I can't even explain. Like, cause that shit sounded like the future, man. Like that was like, cause that's like definitely got that R&B appeal, but that the beat is still so like dirty and like, like blown out like that that was great that was like one of the best beats i think on this whole thing yeah Ooh, girl yeah i love the look of you gave me the spot like a pikachu show you what a real name's supposed to do we could be rose spell and blow up in the wind we're masking exfoliate our skin yeah your curves remind me of the three-point line i want to rub on you every time baby let's watch inglorious bastards and relax i want to play this Girl, I wanna turn you on. Ooh, yeah, I wanna turn you on. I wanna turn you on, baby. I wanna turn you on. Yeah. It's like a whole kaleidoscope of sound. Like there's just like so many things happening. And that brings me to like that final track, Forever Blix, but particularly like that very artistic rewinded outro thing you did, which was like that was perfect because that kind of made me realize and i feel like it makes other people realize like damn i really did go through an album that had all that sounded like this 
because you kind of just end it. It ends there, ends on a great note, but then you just kind of rewind and you're like, wow, all these different voices, all these different sounds. This it really made this album feel different. Like, how did the, how did this album feel different to you at the end of the day? Like, did you want this to stand stand alone as like this special part of your catalog? I wanted this album to feel like I could end this, I could end my career right now. And like this album would be the last thing and you'd be like, yo, this is perfect. Like he, he doesn't have to make any more music after this. Like this would have been perfect. Like the last album was fake rocking all this perfect outro verse. Like it would have been, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I wanted to make. I just wanted to make like the most, like, like the craziest tracks that I could like formulate all on one song, like on one album, because that's what I was doing. I was just trying to get the best songs possible. And some of these songs are supposed to be on our street codes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it just happened to come out on this one, like um, the one with Planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to be on that one, but it came on this. I love that song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the ending. Someone, Devil XO told me the ending of that song sounds like the entering heaven. <laughs> mm. and i actually think so that's a great song i can't uh, i yeah. love this song. i love this song. yeah like I, I even think like the beat choices like i'm when you made these beats like did you make a beat and have the the guest in mind or did you like establish that one of the guests were going to come on and you made a beat after like how did it work was it beat first then you kind of Got to guess because some of these like, like the Raheem Supreme, for example, like that one's the most quietest soul sample type song on this. But that was like perfect for him. Like he he like floated on that. Like that was crazy. It all seemed like it fit. Um, I think it's like a mixture of both. Like so many songs I already sent to them and they were like. They were like, they wasn't going to use it on there, so I was like. I rap on it for me, like on mm. my tape. And they were like, I Raheem Supreme. I think I made a tweet saying like we should do a track together. And he hit me up. And I'm like, hey yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot you like a few beats. That's the one he picked. You know what I'm saying? I already had a verse ready for it because I already wrote to that verse mm. like a while back. Cause I actually, so I got a lot of shit like to say. Like that beat was supposed to be for Teller. Oh shit. But, yeah, I was gonna give it to Teller because Teller wants to do a tape with me, but like I have to like, he's mad picky, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta give him like a perfect batch. So that beat was given to Raheem and then he did what he did on there. And, but like every track, I think like Turn You On, I think I had Hoobie Jazz already in mind and I had, um, I didn't have Link Long, but I showed Link Long, and I was like, yo, he would sound perfect on this. Yeah. And he always told me he wanted to do an R&B track. So, you know, I had to get my boy on there. I think um, the Woods track, he picked that beat. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that he was like, I was sending him shit, and he was like, yo, this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I see the vision with this one. I was like, yeah. all right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think all the rest was just, um this in the moment like everything i'm i'm saying like everything on this tape was just organically just made like it just so happened that they hopped on this beat mm -hmm. at this time like aj suede i just sent them that beat he was like yo this is cold 
and and he just I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can't really like <laughs> everything was just organically made. Even the one with um Big Flowers and Devo, that one was just organically made. I was gonna have the Big Flowers track be by itself, but I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? No, that was so cool to have the the beat switches like that. That was a great, definitely one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, yeah I like the, the the first beat cold, but the second beat is like. Like some b-boy shit mm -hmm. and like it was sick i don't know this album is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah definitely is um yeah so yeah i just really need everybody to check this record out and before we end this though i want to talk about what you have upcoming next uh if you heard my mixtape you know but if you haven't i have big homicide that's the next tape on the way. That's a really, I don't know what to say. It's just, it sounds like, like you want to punch your babies, bro. Like, nice. <laughs> nice. You want to punch a bunch of babies. The beats is cold. You know what I'm saying? I got like some new, new names, some, some old, of course. Um, other than that, I'll say like the, I got Hoobie Jazz part two. Nice. You know, that's coming on the way. But for the foreseeable future, unless it happens magically, those are two planned albums right now. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else in mind at the moment. Yeah. You got that teller. You got you to make that happen, though. You got to make that happen. Oh, yeah. he's, he's been asked. There's, there's a few artists. Everybody always asking. It's all, it's all about organic. For me. Mm -hmm. It's not organically made, then it's not it's not going to happen. Like if it's not organically happening, if I don't feel your energy of you wanting to work and it's probably not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So whenever me and Teller get on the same wavelength, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to do another tape with AJ. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that was another one. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, but like me and him are like different wavelengths right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he's at, he's doing at his own speed. And like I said, whenever we collide, it's going to be like a crater, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy. I'm probably, because like, I think now at this point, I think I, I'll probably be more with like building each album, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Rather than just sending beats, like actually like. Yeah, make it a bit more, album. yeah. Yeah, like, so. Thought out like that. Yeah, so I think, I think projects now will be more like world building versus me just microwaving it. Like mm -hmm. I did it 2021, I was just dropping like crazy. So I think like from here on out, everything is gonna be world building. No, there's gonna be no sporadic drops like that anymore. Cause like, I don't know. I like, I like this little anticipation with me dropping it, not knowing what's gonna happen, but I know people gonna love it. So that's pretty much how I'm, doing it for the foreseeable future all right man i'm excited props on this record you made me an nba fan for real so thank you for that check out nba streets anybody listening and yeah peace out man thanks for coming on good luck
I got bricks for sale. What you need for sale? This that weed in hell. I eat all my greens and kale. I'm a Batman like Christian Bale. She wishing for a wishing well. Yeah, slap. Nigga slap me like a snail. Niggas lame and need some teaching. That's so fat, call her little peaches. And from the stars and moon, I reach it. Had to cut them off, these lame from leeches. Oh, yeah, I'm back in the block. My cheese in the corner with the rock in the sock. Woo, I got the game on lock. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levi, Steel to Dove, Kakoa, Mahima, Jeff, Mitch, Dash Lewis, Pancake Cleaner, Trey, Noah, Justin, Brandon, Joe, Gavin, Matt, Teddy Faley, Jackson, Kian, Slumber Logic, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.